it's a it's a great album. It's in my it's in my top albums. I was thinking, you know, when I was uh, doing that thread yesterday for, and once he explained why, I, I perfectly understood. Since it was his first, yeah, like that, that would sense. be that makes sense to me because, um, I mean, despite Seven and the Ragged Tiger being like probably the better Duran Duran album. Mm-hmm. I do like Rio a lot more just because it was probably the first CD I bought. But I mean, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> um, so we were talking about how we want to do this. Are we just going to watch the episode straight through? Yeah, that's, that was what I was thinking. Um, because it kind of bookends well for one, because that's how we sort of started out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it, there's so much to talk about, and I, I did take some notes down with some timestamps, but it really feels like like this would be. <clears throat> well, okay, so let's discuss it. Let's discuss it. Actually, uh, how do we introduce this show? We don't really. We always do a cold open. We always do the cold open because um, because you know what? We it's always what the listeners talk- want. It's what they crave. It they is crave <laughs> that sweet, sweet. I got nothing. The cold, um, the cold open is like White Castle hamburgers, it, and that's what they crave. Even though Arizona is, is, is that, White Castle, it's, is that their slogan? It is I think it is though I haven't seen a White Castle commercial in probably about six years. I ha- I thought I heard somebody say that we are getting a White Castle. I'm in the Scottsdale next year. I know okay. as a vegetarian, this means nothing to you. No, it doesn't. It means it, it means absolute zero. No, but um, but do they it, have good fries. Um, they have crinkle fries. So I know um, I. They All get, a Shake Shack. Oh, <laughs> Shake Shack's amazing. That's I mean because that's <clears throat> what we honestly if we're um, we'll go for shakes and we'll go for cheese fries and every once in a while. Actually, I think I've only ever done it twice, maybe. Um, Janelle does it more than I do. I've actually had Shake Shack's mushroom. That's that's what I was going to say. Yeah. The shroom burger thing with yeah. the... Uh, uh, I, I will also uh, order the grilled cheese every once in a while. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. I haven't had the grilled cheese, but I do like the mushroom burger. Yeah. The grilled cheese, oh. it's, it's literally just the cheese betwixt two buns. They actually flip them around which is kind of mm-hmm. cool so that the inside is on the outside and it gets that kind of uh grill on it but do they do the fancy cheese like fancy organic cheese or is it just i haven't asked i would be okay. afraid to ask to be honest yeah because i'm sure they're like you're at shake shack what are you getting grilled cheese for uh, yes i'm yeah. sure that yours just say i'm here for the shakes man <laughs> That's it's it's like you've you've been on the other end of this conversation before. Mm-hmm. Um, no, uh, <laughs> I, I, I will next time though want to say I'm just here for the shakes, man. Skim <laughs> my shake. Oh. Uh, but yeah, so I, I'm wondering if um, if but uh, Shake Shack has the crinkle fries. Yeah, um, I would say that White Castle's fries are also crinkle, but they're not even remotely to the quality. Oh really? Because I mean, it's fast food, so they're soggy, and I'm sure they're not even up to the remotely up to the quality of Shake Shack. Um, yeah. Ever and since we moved to this hood, um, mm-hmm. I 
like Shake Shack is just like this temptation. It's, it's just not, down the street. Yeah, exactly. It's 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 them and Luminati's, uh, and so when we're trying to maintain being on the healthy side, we'll go to Chipotle or the Flower Child that's there. Flower Child, I actually, um, they have brunch now. We went. Oh yeah, yeah. We took um, so we took my son. To, um, we went out for breakfast like before, uh, like a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. uh, for brunch and. Because we were going to take my son on the light rail for the first time, mm-hmm. because he's obsessed with trains, as we've discussed many, many, many times. Yes. <laughs> um, so we went to Flower Town. They actually have a decent brunch menu, mm-hmm. and then we took my son to see Santa Claus because um, they were doing it for free or for a donation at Uptown Plaza, and he just he does not like Santa Claus. <laughs> so. Uh, he just kind of like, I don't like Santa Claus, Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that'll change. Yeah, and you know how what? old is he now? He's two and a half, and his first ride on the light rail was um, uh, pretty much um, a tall fail. Not f- on his part; he was just like giddy with glee the whole time. But <laughs> but pretty much anything that you could think would happen would, like the guy who sat across from us. Had a black bag from Castle <laughs> hitting on a teenage girl. Oh boy, uh, that creeped me out. Mm-hmm. And um, was singing a song on his head out loud on, from his headphones. Mm. And apparently, it was from the Tales of the Crypt Christmas album. What apparently, he like he had like a CD copy of the Tales of the Crypt Christmas album and he knew every word of the Crypt Keeper's Christmas rap by wow. heart which I think that's I almost now that I think about it, that's something I should have explored just to see if it was real or if he was just making it up <laughs> <laughs> and then on the way back on the light rail the return trip mm-hmm. um, like it was just some dude yelling and it that kind of kind of freaked him out a little bit but not too much he was just more like just where are we where are we <laughs> it was but um if that didn't get him off the train racket i don't know what d- does but he's still watching thomas like crazy <laughs> so we might at this point, want to introduce the show. I think we should. It is what the fork? Question mark exclamation mm-hmm. point. Um, and I am Jared. I am Jason. This is this is episode thirteen, man. This it is, is the end lucky of the first thirteen. Season. It's the end of the first season. And should should we talk? I think we should probably talk a little bit about what's coming up, mm-hmm. which is that much as the person who was watching this in real time, there's going to be a break mm-hmm. between seasons. Yeah. We're going to, this, this episode is going to go up, uh, this, uh, this coming week, which means that you're going to have a Christmas break without what the fork we, uh, we wish you the happiest of holidays mm-hmm. and a great new year. Uh, and then we're going to do a couple of bonus episodes, I think. Mm hmm. Uh, well, not so much bonus because they're not in addition to, they're instead of. So mm-hmm. I guess 
instead of episodes? Hiatus episodes? Yeah. Summer special episodes? Something to tie, in, the, ki- something to tie the kids over. Yeah. Time to break the kids off something. There we go. Uh, what? Time to break the kids off something. I don't... I, I was listening uh, to Snoop Dogg today. You are listening to... Yeah. I, I feel terribly old right now. And you're, <laughs> you're older than I am. What's funny is that... So, I was working on a... Snoop Dogg's coming to the Waste Management um, Open... Phoenix Open. Okay. And he's perf- like, he, they do these concerts at the end of the tournament each night. Is that the demographic now? That the people playing or going to the the Waste Management Open are are of the age that would be like, oh, I remember Snoop Dogg. Let's go see Snoop Dogg. I think so. Because, so I've reviewed show two shows at the Bird's Nest uh-huh. One was Weezer. That was the first piece I ever wrote for the New Times. Mm. And I don't think it was quite for the golf crowd because mm-hmm. it was the most uninspired Weezer performance I had ever seen. Well, so maybe the golf crowd would have enjoyed it if Weezer had enjoyed it. I can't help but think <laughs> that they, if the crowd wasn't into it, they weren't into it. Mm. Okay. I think Rivers is one of those which, guys that which feeds came off the first. Crowd. Okay. So he's feeling the vibe, and, mm-hmm. and so you get aboard with Rivers Cuomo. Yeah. I felt like he, it was, I, it was, Pretty much like it was just kind of a day at the office for him, mm. where um, I've seen him be more inspired at where other he, shows. He pulled on the cardigan and buttoned it up this time. Yeah. So, <laughs> and then I also saw Tiesto, which okay. we've talked about this before yeah. <laughs> because I have no experience with DJs whatsoever. So or electronic <laughs> EDM, whatever, whatever the fuck it's called. Yes. So, so the. The Phoenix Open this year because I'm doing a preview for a well. well oh, regarded. was that was that the uh, the the year that everybody at the at the Phoenix Open took E? <laughs> <laughs> um, if it isn't going to be, I think it's going to be this year. Oh, okay, because um, I well for one, I thought pretty much I saw Andrew Luck, who is currently the quarterback for the Colts. And in Indianapolis Colts at the Tiesto show. And I'm pretty sure he was on something. Mm. Um, but so I was working on a preview this year for one of our local publications. Mm-hmm. And so the first two nights are country, which seems right up the Phoenix Open's alley. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Straight then, up the fairway, if you will. Y- yes. Am I using that correctly? I don't know golf. <laughs> Neither do I. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll say I am. I know, I know enough to make me dangerous. Okay. So then Friday night is Snoop Dogg and oh the other guys the guy who's playing for him too is I don't know who's I don't know who's co headlining, but pretty much the guy who like it's Snoop Dogg, so it's gonna be pretty much your there's gonna be a lot of grass during the day and there's mm-hmm. gonna be a whole lot of grass at night. <laughs> And okay. then Saturday night's DJ night with these DJs I've never like, and that seems to be the theme lately. Is that it's a lot. <laughs> There's like three DJs playing. Wow, that's something. Mm-hmm. Uh, where was where were we going with that? We're on hiatus. Yes, yeah, so we're on hiatus. 
break the kids off some. Right. That's why. Yeah. Because that's how we got on the Snoop Dogg. Please cut. Because I out. didn't know what you were talking about. <laughs> I can't tell you. I don't know how many times I have to tell you. I'm not cutting shit out. <laughs> There's so, there's so many times I wish you would. I go home and I'm like, God, I hope he cuts this out. And he never does. I, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> that shit takes work. <laughs> um, I, I Yeah, no. And why, 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 you know, we got to let people, you know, we got to be real. We got to keep it real. That's true. And 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 our failings as hosts are so real. <laughs> mm. <laughs> uh but right. So we're going to we I know for sure we're at least going to do some special show with our our friends at Yabium mm-hmm. uh in collaboration with them. So we'll we'll uh we'll air that one at some point in January and I'm then I'm quite excited about that one. Yeah, that one's exciting. I am a big fan of of uh the Carly and the Mark mm-hmm. of uh of the Yabium which I don't know why I started putting the before everything. Uh, and then I think we're going to talk to Chris Ayers. So we just need to pin a date down with him. Um, he's cool with it. Oh yeah. He's down. He's down. I think he's just down to talk the show and just shoot the shit. Yeah. Um, he was, he's got an interesting idea for, uh, for us, a show between second and third season also that I'll talk to you about, uh, off mic. Because I don't want to spoil it now. Okay. Gotta keep something in the bag. Gotta keep everyone... On their toes. Keep them listening. Gotta keep it... Yeah. Plus... You'll have to listen through season two in order to get to that. Yeah. Plus, uh, as I'm sure most of the fork plays know, like, in the meantime, I've had a kid. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you've already gotten your figure back, too. Yeah. (laughs) I mean... (laughs) I mean... Danny DeVito was there, and he and we suddenly you were like, "It's not a tumor." <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh my god, that movie! Uh, I can I so I and it's probably it's probably the age that I am, mm-hmm. and the fact that I have a soft spot for terrible '90s comedies. Mm-hmm. I I will watch. Twins, and I will watch uh, Junior. Mm-hmm. Junior. Junior. Uh, I will. I will watch something like. Uh, oh crap! What, what? What's another one like that? Um, uh, uh, oh, Kindergarten Cop. Yeah. Yeah. So if you ever, so here's the thing. Cause but I draw the line and jingle all the way. Oh god, that movie's awful. So here's 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 a funny story that. My, if you ever meet my father, he'll tell you this story because it's how he pretty much anytime, uh, pretty much any girl I've ever taken home, he hears the story. So <laughs> now all Phoenix will hear it, or or all the listeners. So the first time I saw Kenny Garn Cop, so listeners present, pretend that you're all a girl that Jason is taking <laughs> Prepare, home to meet his yeah. dad. Pre- Pretend that you're you're one of the few women that got to <laughs> that they got to wow yeah Ooh. that had the pleasure of dating me. <laughs> See, so my dad likes to tell the story of um, you've seen Kenny Karen Cop as a pretty light hard romp um, through. It sounds like you're Gene Shallot all of a sudden. Yeah. Um, lighthearted romp. So read us today's show. 
It's a light hearted rap. But so, but if you recall from because of of your, I'm sure I'm sure many viewings at Kingar and Cod, there is a part where Arnold Schwarzenegger gets shot, and I believe it's eleven year old me got pretty emotionally attached to Mr. Schwarzenegger's mm, character mm-hmm. at this point. And when all the kid, when they're wheeling him out on a stretcher, cause he gets shot. Um, and all the kids are pretty verklempt about this sort of thing. I, I, um, kind of lost control of my emotions and I, I kind of cried in the middle of Kindy Garden Cup. <laughs> no shame. Yeah. No shame, brother. So, <laughs> I was 11. <laughs> but that's the story my dad tells everyone, is that I cried during Kenny Garn Cop. Gotcha. So it's the, it's the I'm going to embarrass my son story. Mm-hmm. Which now Phoenix knows. I've embarrassed myself in front of the sea of Phoenix. Well, you know, that cherry had to be popped eventually. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> so now the fifth largest city in the United States knows that I cried during Kenny Garn Cop. So I'll, or at least the... I don't think anybody's. What is it the kids say? Uh, the, I don't think anybody's going to throw any shade your way. Because, <laughs> no, but am I using that correctly? I don't know. I think shades. No shades. Well, what is I, shade? Shade is like subtly insulting someone. Like if I were. So apparently this week Kanye threw shade at Drake. Mm-hmm. Um, because Drake wants to collaborate with Kanye and started texting his mother-in-law about it. So Kanye threw shade at Twitter at Drake about it. I see. I, to be fully honest, in, in the interest of, of full disclosure again, uh, I did not know the first time that I read this expression of someone throwing shade or I heard somebody use this expression, what the fuck they were talking about. I just assume <laughs> like, I don't, I don't understand. Is somebody throwing a, 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 uh, light piece of furniture? Why is, is somebody upset that they, they're, you know, uh, covering someone from the sun? I don't understand. You know, it's hard to keep track. And, and then I suddenly turned into an old Jewish man. And I, what is this shade? Why is everybody so upset about shade? I don't understand. <laughs> I, I, why with the, with the shade? Why, why are you throwing the shade? Ladies and gentlemen, Jackie Mason entering <laughs> the room. <laughs> Jackie uh, Mason. God. I'll have to put Jackie away. <laughs> Back in the box, Jackie. Oh. Mm. Uh. I don't know how this turned into the show that uh, that my that my impressions leak out on my awful <laughs> awful impressions. Uh, so to to get back to what we we're talking about, yep. there's going to be a break. Uh, there's there's going to be a little bit of a hiatus. We'll be back for for a couple of special episodes in between, mm-hmm. and then we'll we'll come back uh, once things settle down for Mister Kyle. Yeah, and uh, for season two in full force. Which thanks for guys. I. I you know, it's it's a hectic time at the at the Casa Kyle. It's uh, uh, it's not. I think it would be Casa de Kyle. Yeah, yeah. Sure. House of Kyle. Yeah, that sounds right. Sure, Casa de Kyle. Um, yeah. But um, it's a good it's a good hectic. Um, so, for for those who who don't know, Tucker Kennard Kyle was born on December fourth. Seven pounds nine point eight ounces. Mom and son are doing extremely well and both are just adorable uh 
So, but we also have a two and a half year old. Who, is he getting jealous? No, and I don't think he is. But and this is a, no fault of anyone, of anyone's. But the, usually the first question he's he's gotten mm-hmm. is, "What do you think about being a little brother?" And that, or having a little brother. Yeah, about having a little brother. Because he's the big brother. Yeah, he's the big brother. But what do you think about being a big brother now? And I, I just concerned that, of course, he'll think like some like he'll get jealous because they keep focusing the attention on his little brother. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of wish that wouldn't be the first question that people ask. Again, it's nobody's fault. Sure, it's um, a pretty standard. it's a pretty standard question, yeah. but I. Um, like he's, he's only two and a half, but he's a person too. Yeah. You know, so just as soon as, as soon as, uh, Beckett hits that point, he's going to turn around and be like, I'm a person too, motherfucker. (laughs) Yes. My two and a half year old. And then he will become a man. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I did. I did. Um, I did teach him to say what the cuss, um, per fantastic Mr. Fox. So, um, my wife was not too pleased about that. Gotcha. But, yeah. So I would say, I'm a person too, mother cusser. <laughs> <laughs> so I also got a, uh, a kind of unrelated note. Mm-hmm. I did get a new phone. I upgraded. So you can actually use that. Uh, you can actually use that new phone. Who dis? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> new phone. Who dis? I can. I can use that. Um, but. Um, I think you have an Android phone, so I'm not sure if you're aware of the. Um, I am. I am not an Apple, Apple file, I guess. But so if you don't back up your phone, um, it gets frustrating because then you have to like download all the apps that you deleted. Mm. And I did, and I was that guy. I didn't back up. You didn't back it up. Yeah. How do you? It, so what do you do? Because I think that I felt I, like Janet. Oh. Oh, you've been rebooted, huh? Yeah, I felt like it got rebooted. Mm. So I spent pretty much the night when I bought this, just going through and trying to get back up to full, full awesomeness with with the iPhone. Is that is it a an upgrade? Yeah, yeah. So because um, this is Tech Corner. Yeah. On, so <laughs> what the fuck? welcome to what the tech. <laughs> <laughs> I'm your host, Jason. So uh, I got the iPhone XR, and uh, it's sort of an upgrade uh, for me. But why am I talking in my NPR voice? I don't know because don't know a either. lot of a lot of uh, tech show people are are, uh, are loud and yes. nerdy. So um, if you don't back up your phone, then you have to like go through and download all the apps, and then download re-download your music and all the other good stuff. So that's kind of what I did. Have you always been an iPhone guy? Um, no, I haven't. I started out as Android, but then right before I moved to Phoenix, I got an iPhone just because it was a good deal. Mm. And I liked it a lot. And then I got a Mac when I got a Mac, like about a few months after I moved into Phoenix. And mm. then, then I got... We got an Apple TV for a wedding gift. So now I'm now. So now this you're Apple like guy. Apple up the yin yang. Yeah. You got you got Apple sauce. You got Apple cider. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I I am very seriously considering switching. I like my mm. I like my Pixel. 
It's a well Pixel Two, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm happy with it. I like I like everything about it. But now because I I and I don't know why I don't know. Suddenly having a, a smartwatch appeals to me, mm-hmm. and from what everything that I've read and seen, that Android models just aren't there yet uh, as far as the watches go. The wearable tech goes. It's all in Apple's corner right now. Yeah, um, I'm a big fan of my Apple Watch, and this is the um, this is the Series Two, so I can't get an EKG yet. But it does do a pretty good job of um, measuring out my runs. And the cool part is, at least with my with this one, mm-hmm. is that I don't have to carry my phone with me because this is also a like will carry your music with you. So, so for instance, if I wanted to be listening to a podcast while running, which is what I frequently do, I don't need to bring my bulky phone with me. No, no, they've actually upgraded now. Where now, in addition to music, you can listen to a podcast. Nice. While whilst running, I I think you can do it independent of your phone. That's that, that. Just you know, Apple. You should send a commission check to Jason Kyle because, well, pending. Yes. Uh, because he may have he may have convinced me. I'm not there quite yet, but I'm 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 really close because I just I I would like to have something like that so I don't have to carry my phone with me when I'm running. Apparently, the season the the new ones can do an EKG. They can detect a, a regular heart rate. Um, they've been approved by the FDA. Um, so <laughs> it sounds like. That. <laughs> I just banged a gong with that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, comically well timed. All because I wanted to ask if they could do this. <laughs> well, so so back to my phone. So mm-hmm. I, I did kind of the cool thing. So it is upgrade, but I think my phone kind of also learned how to love. <laughs> <laughs> just just don't don't let your it, phone marry. Yes, it, it, I think it learned how to love, and I feel like. Did it also life learn is, how to hate? No, <laughs> but um, I feel like life imitated art. Like a few weeks ago, when I upgraded my phone, much like Janet and Jason mm-hmm, mm-hmm. slash Gianu. Um. All right. Shall we discuss the show? We should. Okay. Uh, speaking of format. We're going to go a little old school on this. I think we should because uh, even this is intentional, though. Mm-hmm. When we did our first episode, we're, we're just, you know, relatively new friends and mm-hmm. and we're still kind of like, you know, it's it, first podcast, first episodes of podcasts are a lot like first dates where you're just kind of feeling each other out a little bit, not feeling each other up, just feeling each other out. And uh, and kind of figuring out what your conversational styles are, how you, how the uh, is this basically is this going to work? Is this is this a connection? And thirteen episodes later, would you say that's working? I you know what I, I'm still on the fence. No, really, <laughs> because you and I are supposed to go Elvis Costello together. I am very much. You kidding. made me a very happy man. A few months ago, by saying now, yes to your to your to my proposal to go to see Elvis, yeah. yes, and now, I mean, I'm not afraid to sell your ticket. No, 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 no. <laughs> okay, no. okay. I, uh, I, I'm not hurt. I'm not offended. I, I it was, it was, it was. Uh, I felt like we were at that stage in our relationship where I can joke poorly about it. Yeah, no, I, I got it. 
Um, but this is me fake. This is my fake. Your uh, fake butt hurt. Yeah, my fake butt hurt. <laughs> <laughs> Um, anyway, so, so even though we continue to not fully know what we're doing, uh, that will never change. Mm -hmm. Then, you know, it was just, it was, uh, you know, new, newly, newly, uh, acquainted podcasters, you know, feeling each other out and doing the show. And, and so we kind of just talked over the episode. It feels like we just did comment, almost like a commentary kind of thing for the whole episode. And, you know, here we are 13 episodes later. I feel like we, we've really hit our stride. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we've, we've got some, you know, we, we, uh, we're, we're kind of in sync. You know, we've got, it's that stage in the relationship where you're pretty comfortable and you've got your bathroom timing worked out. You know, you might've, you might've, uh, let one rip in front of the other person and, and only, you know, apologized to, for it out of habit. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> And we're definitely what at I'm that saying level. Is that the romance is gone, and <laughs> we're practically five years into a marriage. And let's just say the honeymoon's over, pretty much. <laughs> uh, but I, when I was watching this episode, this this first season finale for for the Good Place, I was just first of all, I think that this to this point. You know, knowing that we've watched past this point ourselves, but at this point in the podcast, having uh, watched the 13 episodes in order, and again, you know, the second time for me, this is, uh, and the second time for you as well, Mm -hmm. at least, uh, this, I think, is the best one of the season. Yes. I mean, everything really comes together. We've We've got some big reveals. Um, we've got Netflix deciding that we've been talking for too long, and so it's going to play this uh, the Sabrina Holiday special. Um, but you know, it's it's just there's so much. There's not a wasted moment in this episode. No, it's it's just fantastic from end to end. It's it's 22 minutes of awesome. Uh, you know, it's it's just it's such tight writing, such brilliant performances i i can't I, I can't say enough good things about this episode and on a on a second watch i was delighted in all the same places that i was delighted before even though i knew it was coming and i think we really you know because of that um don't have moments that we can really fast forward through because i when i was making timestamps of things that i wanted to make sure to hit on i'm like really it's just this is where it starts and i want to watch it you know or talk about something that happens over the course of the next uh you know 10 minutes basically and and for me when i hit that that point in uh th- where uh the timestamp i i put it at 8 minutes and 35 seconds where oh, where um <laughs> where ellen where uh where eleanor uh or felenor however you want to <laughs> want to put it says holy mother forking shirt balls from there you can't you can't let you can't cut out any of that no. it's just for that last 14 minutes basically it's uh it's it's important line after important line there's there's seriously not a word i have uh not let you say a word about it i've been talking solidly for the last several minutes 
but such is my love for this episode that I can't stop gushing about it. And 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 there's so I guess my point is we're gonna discuss the entire thing. Yeah, let's just do it. <laughs> let's just go into it. Okay. So and what you're saying is you liked it. I it was okay. <laughs> I could take it or leave it. Mm. And we begin episode thirteen, Michael's Gambit. Yep. And now. Morning, Mike. How's it hanging? Oh, fine, Dave. Just fine. Listen, we got the files for the new crop of incoming, and the big guy thinks it's time for you to fly solo. I get to design it myself? You've been an apprentice long enough. You're ready. Oh, Dave, I'm going to work so hard. My design is going to be absolutely perfect. (laughs) Easy there, rookie. Starting immediately, you'll be reporting directly to the front office. This is your shot. Good luck. So, the bad place. Yes, I, I love, let's uh, talk about the office right there, because I love the way it's set up. Yes. So, I kind of wrote down, just kind of being that this whole thing just kind of reminds me of Jack Lemmon in The Apartment. Have you ever seen that yeah. movie? Yeah. Yeah, it's a great film. Yeah. It's probably my favorite movie. I I mean, yeah, it's my favorite. And It's not a bad movie to have as your favorite. Yeah. And it's just kind of reminds me of like this is a big corporate you know, Michael is a big corporate drone he can get an opportunity but it's it's uh it's like a 50s office it, it looks kind of like a madman office almost it, exactly. it, like it would have been it, it would have been uh you know Cary Grant walking through there or something mm-hmm. hello no, I can't do a Cary you can't yeah that, that, yeah that I'm not terrible. getting any impressions as you I <laughs> Um, I don't, I don't have a Cary Grant, which is odd because I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of Cary Grant. Um, as you should be, because you're a human being. (laughs) 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 Yes. Um, but yeah, I I love the way it's set up. It's, 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 it's great. It's, it, you know, reminded me, uh, when I was watching, I was thinking of like a His Girl Friday kind of thing, which is where I was getting Cary Grant from. But, uh, and if, if, you know, Rosalind Russell were to, to walk through there, that would be great. Mm -hmm. Um, it would have, uh, also been some sort of odd time rift because I'm sure she's dead. But anyhow, on we go. This is owed to people. You have all done bad things since you arrived here. I don't care which two of you go. You can decide. You have 30 minutes. All I ever wanted was for this neighborhood, my first neighborhood, to be perfect. Somehow I blew it and now you're all suffering. And for that, I'm deeply sorry. This is truly the saddest day of my life. (laughs) Hey, it's our theme song. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I, I, again, you know, we're, we're just gonna, you know, let the seven seconds or whatever here play out of the. Okay, I guess I'll speak first. 
Um, yes, Eleanor, you will in just a second. Uh, anything else you want to throw out there about the opening there? I do, I, you know, I, I like the little circus music touch, as he says, it's truly, you know, the, the like, saddest moment ever. I mean, and just the fact that, too, like, just also like Jack Lemmon's character, he's sort of has fill of the office life. <laughs> he doesn't leave him, like, in the apartment. He thinks, like, climbing up the carpet ladder will fulfill his destiny. He'll be able to get Shirley MacLaine, mm-hmm. and he'll have a happy life. Of course, as we know, by the end of the movie, you know, Fred McMurray comes in and ruins everything. McMurray? McMurray! Yeah. Which... As someone who grew up watching the Shaggy Dog movies, oh, the Shaggy, <laughs> like this, yeah, it's so it was so weird Yay. the first time yeah. watching the apartment, just seeing Fred McMurray being the biggest corporate asshole you've ever seen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's you know, I'd seen, I had seen uh, many reruns of of uh, my two sons, my three sons, my three, my sons. three sons, yeah, yeah. And because of Nick at Night, that's where, you know, that's that was my education in the tele- uh, television history. Um, but, you know, so seeing him in, in a role like that or, or like Double Indemnity, mm-hmm. I'm like, he's just a goofy guy. Yeah. He, what is he doing in this in this serious noir film? I, I it actually I love Double Indemnity. Oh God, it's a fantastic film. But I did at least the first time I watched it, I had trouble buying Fred McMurray as the as the lead guy. So, I know we've also talked so much about my love of Jerry Maguire on this movie, but Jerry Maguire. Jerry Maguire. Oh, yeah, it's Ma- this, Maguire. Yeah, it's this movie. Who's in that? It's Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. Yeah, yeah Tom Cruise. Oh, what was? Oh, he's that fella from uh, from Risky Business. Yeah, he's <laughs> also in this movie called Magnolia. Maybe you've heard of it. Magnolia. Yeah, it's mm. the one with all the Amy Mann songs. Mm. Oh. Oh yeah! Oh, oh, oh yeah! It's the yeah. one where Tom Cruise wants you to respect the, respect the cock. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's the one. It's the one where Julianne Moore gets drugged up and sings. <laughs> anyway, I have a whole new appreciation for that movie. Well, Which, again, I, wait, I, I, Double I Indemnity or Jerry Maguire? Jerry Maguire. Okay, um, because I thoroughly combed. Um, Conversations with Wilder, mm-hmm. which is a book of conversations with Cameron Crowe, who directed Jerry Maguire. Oh, with so Billy but, Wilder. Wow. Okay. Um, Crowe lifts so much of his movies from the Billy Wilder playbook. Um, that I gained to the point where he wanted Billy Wilder to play the agent, like his mentor, like Tom Cruise's mentor. Oh really? Yeah, he was going to be the late great Dickie Fox, um, but um, he didn't want Billy Wilder to. Billy Wilder didn't want to be in his silly little movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then, of course, later in the book, they like, "So who'd you get to play my pot?" <laughs> <laughs> Billy Wilder. Everyone's in the room. Yeah. <laughs> I can do impressions too. There you go. <laughs> um, but um, where was I going with that? Anyway, but um, but that is I gained a whole new appreciation for Cameron Crowe, a because he picks damn good soundtracks, and also just because he kind of lifts a lot from the Billy Wilder playbook. Sometimes he's, successfully, he's, he's done a couple of clunkers though. Oh uh, yeah, I mean, I will not. Well, Elizabeth I will. Def- Town. Well, I will. 
I will defend Elizabeth Town up and down. Really? I will. I will not defend Aloha. I've never seen it. Don't. I may not have heard of that one. It it kind of just got kind of it got released during the summer, but it was like a couple of years ago. Oh, much but like one like, of those farts that we were talking about that you that you apologized for out of habit. <laughs> yes, it was released like a fart that I just no one like, acknowledged. Oops, sorry. <laughs> Which um, I'm pretty sure, as far as Bradley Cooper's in it, I'm pretty sure Bradley Cooper considers it to be a fart. And otherwise, you know, wonderful uh, you career. Know, Bradley Cooper has not. Uh, I, he's a director. He's a director now. Oh, for <clears throat> he he I, channeled okay, Eddie so, Vedder in in that movie I, with Lady Gaga. I haven't seen it. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, he's respected. <laughs> he had to. <laughs> He had to direct a new a movie with Lady Gaga to get some respect, and he's the voice of a raccoon. <laughs> anyway, anyways, Aloha. It's not good. I will say that I think that he has done some fine roles. I thought American Hustle. I thought he was good in that. Oh. I thought he was. I thought. Um, uh, that might be it. I okay. So oh no, Silver you know Linings Playbook. I like Silver Linings Playbook. I did, and he's actually really good in that. Um, Joy, he's probably okay. the best part of Joy. Really? Yeah, because I do like me some Jennifer Lawrence. Jennifer Lawrence is good too. It's a, definitely a movie you like for the performances. You don't like for the script, which is interesting because it's David O. Russell, and I mm. usually like David O. Russell films because. Uh, their David O. Russellness. It's not his. I don't think he wrote the script though. He didn't. I think he okay. Directed. Okay. Interesting. Um, and I love, love, love American Hustle mm-hmm. so much. Like it's a great I, film. I, Again, amazing performances up and down. Yes. Um, I remember, and I even remember. I think it was probably the year that I moved here. I went to go see two movies over Christmas because. I went to see Wolf of Wall Street and American Hustle. And the two things they said was, God damn, did I see a lot of fucking cleavage in this mo- today. <laughs> 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 and two is that American Hustle will probably be my favorite movie that year. And I I, I picked it over the Scorsese movie. And I don't I haven't seen Wolf of Wall Street. I it's I've seen most Scorsese films, and I, I have it's never. Tight. It just it wasn't something I was terribly interested in. It's tight. Like, it's tight. It's tight. <laughs> it's it's uh, it's all right. It's just it's excessive. Gotcha. Um, oh, so back to Elizabeth Town. I will defend it because um, it came. So it came out after a year after my mom passed away. Okay, and I understand that people reason one of the reasons why people don't like it. Is because of Kirsten Dunstan's character, because that's where the Mac Pixie Dream Girl term got dubbed. Oh, yeah? By, like, Nathan Rabin, who was writing for the AV Club, did the review of that movie. And he dubbed Mac Pixie, dubbed her character as a Mac Pixie Dream Girl. Like, the one who kind of magically saves the character. Mm, Much like your Natalie Portman in in Garden State. 
Um, Which is a film that I will defend. Yes. So not strongly. It's going to always be a, well, I love the movie. I yeah. don't care if you love it. It's and that's, fine. and that's kind of how I feel about Elizabeth Town is like, I don't care if you hate it and you're all the more than welcome to hate it um, or not like it as much. But I liked it a lot because it spoke to me at a time um, where I could relate to Orlando Bloom's character um, just because of a death in the family. Mm. And seeing fam- and it's about family getting together. And that's kind of what happened to me. Like in the wake of my mom passing away, like I reconnected with my family on my mom's side. Mind you, Paula Dean's in the movie, and Paula Dean is not in my family. Well, that's <laughs> um, good. I um, think that's for the best. Yes, but also Loudon Wainwright the Third is in that movie. Um, I, I like Loudon. Okay. Yes, and Loudon's amazing. And um, I, I just I, I'll I'll defend it much like I also defend like. Life Aquatic with Steve Zizou. Well, like, who are you defending that from? What soulless bastard? People think def- it's the weakest Wes Anderson movie ever okay, made. Okay, first of all, the weakest Wes Anderson film ever made is Darjeeling Limited. Yes. <laughs> but you haven't seen Isle of Dogs yet. That's true. That's so true. once you see Isle of Dogs, I think your tune may change. Really? You think yeah. that Isle of Dogs is the, is the weakest Wes Anderson? I believe so. It's the one I... Hmm. It's the one I remember for not. It's the one hmm. I'll remember for not making an impression on me. Hmm. Oh yeah, I suppose Darjeeling Limited made an impression on me—a negative impression. Mm-hmm. So, but I don't know why I felt like I had to say that that way. <laughs> that was that was that was strongly jerky in a in a, a very uh, I don't know. Uh, but anyway, I, it, it spoke to me at a time when I when I needed something to, you know. Need something to relate to, so and I'm I'm also like a big Cameron Crowe fan, so I will. Def- he pretty much for me has a perma pass because of say anything. Yeah, but you he, know, I mean, he has say anything. He has almost famous. Almost famous. I'll even go so far to defend singles. I I you don't have to defend yeah, it from me. You don't have to I defend think singles. Is a fine film. It's yep. got one of the greatest soundtracks of all time. Pretty much, and. I even saw um, We Bought a Zoo, and I liked it. So. I'll, you know, I'll, I'll give but, that a, ch- a chance someday. I do, I, I, I also like Scarlett Johansson a lot. Yeah, she's really I'm good. Not, I'm not a huge Matt Damon fan. I really have to be sold on something to, for, for Matt Damon. So, oh man. So Matt Damon, I well, Matt Damon's starting to curdle for me. <laughs> Like I used to he's be. Been, he's had some lemon juice added to him, or what? no, no. He's so I watched Downsizing one day, and I did not like it. Okay, which is sad because I'm a big Alexander Payne fan. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't realize that was his. Yeah, and it's the most ambitious thing I think Alexander Payne's ever done. It just fell flat. It just, yeah. It turned. It, it was like went from like kind of cool, funny satire. To just like what the f just happened sort of thing. Um, it's definitely the weakest Alexander Payne film, but like Matt Damon's in it too, so I can't like can't leave him blameless on this one. I didn't see Suburbicon. I didn't see it either, but I heard it's 
sort of like in, as far as Coen Brothers movies go, even though it's not a Coen Brothers movie, it's a Coen Brothers script. It's sort of like um, it's bad. Is it? That's what the they, Coens have got to come back with something strong for me. You know, I the more I think about Buster Scruggs in retrospect, the more I I I like it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do owe it another watching, but just initially it was kind of eh. Yeah, I haven't, and I haven't finished it yet. Like I, I watched the Tim Blake Nelson part, mm-hmm. and I thought that was like, like I thought that was all right. Yeah. Um, I wanted to see where it was going to go. I think I made it to the Tom Waits one. And that's where I had to stop because I was to the Tom Waits one or through the Tom to Waits? the Tom Waits okay. one. So I did not see Tom Waits. Tom Waits. That's episode. the biggest treat in the film for me is the Tom Waits part. So I'll have to see what you say. So I'm trying to think what was the one before. The one before Tom Waits is the well, Franco one, right? No, but what was the movie before Buster Scruggs? What was the Coen Brothers movie before Buster Scruggs? Was it? Was it Inside Lewin Davis? No, 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 no. Because uh, Hail Caesar was after that, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, Hail Caesar was amazing. I love Hail Caesar. Yeah. I know that a lot of people are like, I just it's not uh, it's not a great film, but I think it is a great film. It 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 I, it just it's it's got their their love of Hollywood splooged all over it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's 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 to me pulling back to uh, like uh, a. Uh, Barton Fink style, or uh, or uh, 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 Hudsucker style. Yes, and I love those are my amongst my favorites, and I really like the performances in this one. Um, I, I, yeah, I, I like, I, I love this one. Do you? And I, I know we've like way digressed, and we're only like a minute like into the episode, but fifty-one minutes into the podcast, holy crap, <laughs> we've done it again. Kyle. We've done it again, <laughs> keeping with tradition. But do you think? I guess the question is: Do you think that um, because Oh Brother Where Art Thou was supposedly like a big hit, even though I think it made like maybe thirty million in the box office? Well, it was a, it was, it was a, a all around critical hit, and I think it had like a cultural impact because of the soundtrack, and it won awards, and yeah, and the soundtrack, yeah, yeah. But do you think? I guess like where I'm going with this is, do you think that if it doesn't sort of meet that template, that Oh Brother Where Art Thou template, that people are just inherently disappointed by it? Well, no, because I there are, there are films that I. Um, well, I guess we're not just speaking to to me on this one, but but to the Cohen. Yeah, I know. Like cohort I'm in ha- general, I realize like talking to you is just like I'm speaking to the choir here. Well, I, yeah, there are very yeah. few weak links in the in the Cohen brothers chain. You know, mm-hmm. it's they. I mean, and even the weak ones. I don't know. I I've still never seen. Uh, intolerable cruelty. Okay, that one's that one. I I I like, but it's not like it's low. And I know that that uh, uh, Lady Killers is not popular. It's not. It's not good. I for some reason it's been a long time since I've seen that movie. I might not have seen that film since I watched it in the theater, but I remember laughing hysterically at that one in the theater. I remember laughing. And maybe hysterically. I was drunk. I don't know. It's possible. I remember laughing hysterically at Marlon Wayans in that movie. 
I J.K. Simmons. Oh yes, he's so good in it. But my problem with Lady Killers, it's the only, the only time. I think I'll ever catch a diarrhea joking at Coen Brothers movie. Uh, yeah. And I yeah. think it's just, but it was never, here, I but, guess. And I just feel like that's, they're above yeah. that. But then I also read that that was never their movie to begin with. Like it was both Intolerable Cruelty and Lady Killers. Well, and Lady Killers is a stuff. remake. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I don't know. Whatever. So apparently, Lady Killers was supposed to be a Seinfeld, a Barry Seinfeld movie. Oh, really? But he couldn't do it because he was probably making some crappy movie with Tim Allen or something. <laughs> um, so he gave it to the Coens, which I found odd because if it wasn't for the Coens, Barry Seinfeld wouldn't have a job. Right. Um, and then, so that was the story with the Lady Killers. And then I guess Intolerable Cruelty wasn't theirs originally to begin with either. It was going to be someone else's. And then I guess Ron Howard and Brian Grazer had the bright idea to bring them in because they felt it. It could use a Cohen touch. It could use a Cohen touch. So I think those, while then, those are two are the weakest in their, in their oeuvre. Can, can we, could we tell the story of Intolerable Cruelty to the tune of, of Goldfinger? <laughs> Cohen finger, which <laughs> it's no because it would just be replacing things with the word Cohen. Uh, mm. it, it be it would be the man you know the, with the Cohen touch, uh, it's, which, which also sounds a little dirty. <laughs> which how far have you gotten in your James Bond watch? So I I uh, oh in my James Bond watch. See I I, I I suddenly took that to my James Bonding. Listen, um, which I've gotten further on the James Bondings than I have on the on the Bonds. I've gotten through Thunderball. Okay. And man, was Thunderball just it's a, a slug, slow isn't it? underwater fight of a slug. It was. <laughs> it's such a slog. I it's I there are things that I like about it. Mm-hmm. For instance, I love the I love the Tom Jones song. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's a great song. Um, but I it's I I don't know. I, they're just the so much time underwater that that fight took forever. I know. So I, I would you believe that movie made more than Thunder? That Thunderball made more than Goldfinger did. No kidding. Yeah, like I think for the longest time. Like for as far as adjusted for inflation goes, Thunderball was like the highest grossing Bond movie. That's insane. I, that is just bonkers. So. Goldfinger is such a much better film. I I think that probably Goldfinger is my favorite. Uh, in uh, at, watching back through from the beginning to you know the, the point of Thunderball, Goldfinger is my favorite. Oh. Well, you're in. So you're kind of in for a treat coming up. So the next one. So. Like, From Our with Love, of course, is like, and Goldfinger, like a nice one-two punch. Yeah, yeah. Both great. Yeah. Um, you Only Live Twice is kind of cool because it definitely lays the groundwork for the Austin Powers movies mm-hmm. down to the hollow, hollowed-out volcano layer. Uh-huh. And then, of course, you get to Lazenby, Lazenby with the next one. Yes. 
I, you know, I, I've, I think I've seen on Her Majesty's, on Her Majesty's Secret Service once, mm-hmm. and I am looking forward to rewatching it with a fresh set of eyes, like in the context of, you know, having not seen any of these films for years. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to, uh, to, to getting to that point <laughs> and seeing how what my take is on it at this point. And then you'll get to the seventies, and you realize we've come a long, 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 long way <laughs> to the, uh, to I, you know. I'm, I'm like gearing up, like just kind of stealing myself for the Roger Moore years because I don't. He's he just seems so jokey to me, and I, again, you know, maybe in hindsight, you know, maybe with a, again with a fresh set of eyes, having watched all the way through the Connery, and then I'll have seen Lazenby, and then Connery again, and then uh, and then more. So. Uh, you know, maybe, maybe. And I get why people like more a, because he did play it less serious, but also he is, he is the bond that everyone grew up on. Well, that's, I mean, yeah, he's every, on, on James Bonding. He's everybody's yeah. favorite James Bond. Right. And much like get happy is Ed Masley's favorite Cassell album. Mm-hmm. Like it's the one that people grew up on. So that's the one that everyone has the attachment to. And it's, easy to understand why sure so i i get why people like more um and i like more to a degree because probably the one i've well probably from rush with love and on her Majesty's secret service are in my top two. Oh yeah i watch the spy who loved me all the time yeah if i don't go at least three months without watching it really uh, yeah i just it's so watchable to me okay um because a Carly Simon does the theme song. Yeah. There's a cool ski jump at the beginning. And um there's a like a there's a lotus that <laughs> turns into a submarine. Like there's so much to love about it. And the fact that that movie was popular the same year that Star Wars was a thing. Mm-hmm. I think just like it's just so as far as enjoyable goes as comfort food goes that ranks up there plus as far as more movies go it's the least offensive so <laughs> so you're saying that uh spy who loved me is like mashed potatoes it is it is mashed potatoes with and some stuffing on the side yeah yeah so all right it's well, green bean casserole I, I will get back to you on that yeah we'll we'll, we'll reconvene on our and and i do like to apologize to listeners Odyssey. i should apologize we should apologize to listeners because it's been about two and a half weeks since we've seen each other so we have so much to catch there's up a on. lot to catch up on we I tried mean, to do this all off mic but it's man. you know fork buddies roll deep <laughs> yeah it's right. uh <laughs> it's been two and a half weeks a lot's happened <laughs> i know i have a family part of a family of four <laughs> i still have no children and um, I'm happily happy to report. <laughs> Did you want one? Uh no. Yeah. You know what? I've got I've got Susu and Gizmo. Oh so. well, I was offering one of mine. Oh no, 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 no I no, felt like no, 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 no. I. <laughs> <laughs> no offense. You, you're, no, no, you've no. Got fine offspring, but uh, thank you. Yeah, I, it's it, I that that's you know. No. Fine no, I, from I'm, a distance. I'm gonna no, and I'm, I'm actually I'm gonna keep them. I love my good. I love good my for kids. you because when you're when when one day young Beckett uh, and young, uh, uh, I forget too. Tucker. 
It's only been. You're the one who really needs to remember. Dude, it's been 11 days. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Uh, okay, so 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 young Beckett and young young Tucker, when they are older, and like, Dad, what did you what did you used to do? And you give and you have them listen to this podcast, or they discover this podcast on their own. They're gonna want to hear that you wanted to keep them. Yes, and I do. I do. I do want. To keep and them. and without hesitation, guys, he's just like, no, no, these are these are my kids. Yeah, they're mine. I love them. So. There's no need for you to know that he was like, meh. <laughs> 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 <I'm kidding. laughs> oh. All right. Future Kyle offspring. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's carry on. Let's 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 barrel through this episode. Yes, we got this. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Jason and I are the mistakes. We're the ones who misled everybody and dragged you all into this mess. So we should go to the bad place. Agreed. Okay, I thought you were going to at least pretend to fight me on that, but whatever. Hang on. That judge guy just said everyone here has done bad things. Let's look at this ethnically. Ethically. You and Eleanor, right? But we're bad. So you helping us was bad. It's basic consequentialism. The morality of an action is solely judged on its consequences. Great. <laughs> I I loved that. I know. I really, really did. He's just very he he's he's got the tone down for for dropping some knowledge, but he's also mispronouncing words left and right. Yes. <laughs> but he's very serious. It's like you know. It's, yeah, it's nice to see that he learned something too. He got something out of the one class he yep. attended. Yeah, but then he drops this one. The one time you actually remember something from class. Maybe I was brought here by mistake, but since we've been here, I just tried to stay out of everyone's way. Chidi's done worse stuff than me. He murdered Janet. He killed my wife. I was trying to stop you from doing. It. Yeah, but you did it. He who smelled it murdered Janet. Well. <laughs> That's it's perfect, Jason. Absolutely perfect, Jason. He who smelt it murdered Janet. <laughs> it's just absolutely fucking. It's brilliant. settled then. Editor and John Yu are leaving. For the last time, my name is Jason, not John Yu, the amazing, incredible monk. Which is why you belong in the bad place. And by the way, Janet is not your wife or your soulmate. There's a Janet in every neighborhood. Well, I'm in love with this Janet. We did a bunch of amazing, awesome stuff, which almost turned out to be sex. And we were married in a legal ceremony. It was not legal. Okay, J-Bones, you and me, outside. What? So she calls him J-Bones. I'm not mm-hmm. going. I don't want... Well, I don't... So she calls I him J-Bones. I do love that she calls him J-Bones. Yes, because that's my... Um, that um, Those who know me well call me J-Bones. They call you J-Bones? They call me J-Bones. All right. So you need to start calling me J-Bones, Jared. Uh, uh, okay, no, J-Bones. <laughs> Calm down there, J-Bones. <laughs> want to either but let's face it chidi and tahani are better people than we are we tried to improve ourselves and we did a good job well i did a good job you mostly fell asleep in class or made fart noises with your hands i can never do that on earth this place truly is paradise <laughs> look at them whispering away like two beef eaters on a tea break bet they're plotting against us no way eleanor wouldn't do that you do have feelings for her, don't you? Yes, but no. Please don't make me think about this again. My brain will break. I'm sorry. It's just that I have certain feelings for you. 
I don't mean to contribute to your misery. It's just that I'm frightened. I don't have an actual soulmate. What's going to happen to me when Jason and fake Helena go and you're off with real Helena? With a Tahani. Okay, team meeting. <laughs> Jason has agreed that the two of us should go. <laughs> Bye, Tahani. Sorry for everything. After I'm gone, you can go ahead and clean out my butthole. <laughs> Thank you. I love you so much, baby. Promise me you'll visit. I will not. <laughs> it is literally impossible for me to do that. Well, it's been real, dog. Sorry, that's how I ended most of my serious relationships. Yeah, that checks out. I feel like I failed you. No. Don't ever think that. I was dropped into a cave, and you were my flashlight. Oh, Aww. goodbye forever. I will miss you so much. One of the greatest lines I'll ever miss you come too, you sexy skyscraper. Yes, yes. <laughs> All right, ready to go? Let's grab Michael. Come in. Hi, guys. Sorry to interrupt. Um, I'm going to the bad place. I'm taking one of the slots. What? Awesome. Eleanor, that's crazy. You belong here. Why would you go? Everyone here is supposed to have a soulmate. And my soulmate doesn't love me. I don't know if you love the other Eleanor or Tahani or someone else, but you don't love me. Which means that this will never really be my good place. I'm going, so you only have to choose one more person. I, uh, so, you know, again, phrase for the evening, full disclosure. I was fine with that. When yeah. I first saw this, I'm like, oh, good riddance. I, I found her, 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 her little, like, too goodness, uh, annoying. So, yes, I did too. And then this martyrdom, I'm like, you want to talk about uh you know doing good things for the wrong you know motivational purposes uh that right there to me I, yeah yeah it, it it's well i mean it, we'll find that soon it's, we it's will. A, but on. she comes in she throws a wrench into the works they had made a decision mm. you, uh jason and and eleanor were ready to go mm. and then she comes in and drops a bomb okay that means... What does that mean? It means... Strife! I get to stay here with my wife forever! We did it, Eleanor! USA! 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 <laughs> I love so, Janet's, like, silent, like, <laughs> the fist pumping at the same time that Jason's doing USA! USA! So the actress who plays real Eleanor, mm -hmm. have you ever seen... So there was this one season show about podcasting, which I felt like you could really... Oh, yes, Alex, Alex Inc. Inc. I never finished watching it. I saw yeah. like, the first two episodes, Zach Braff, whom I continued to like and 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 uh, find some sort of uh, like Jewish kinship with, even though... No, it, I like that show. Yeah. Yes. It just never it never grabbed... And when it had Michael Imperioli. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that, right? That's his name. I... About how, like, so about four or five episodes in, it started to like get a stride going. Like, yeah, it was really freaking funny. 
That's unusual for. I mean, its viewership must have just been nothing because it's unusual for ABC to to you know not give something a shot like that. They were the the network that started giving things a shot. Yeah, and so um, that is the first like Gimlet show. Like, so it's based on Startup, which is like Alex Bloomberg's yeah show about starting the Gimlet Network of Podcasts. Mm-hmm. So it's the first one that they did. And of course, the second one we were talking about off mic was Homecoming, um, with that was just now a show with Julia Roberts on Amazon. Okay. Um, which, so, but uh, I, I like that show so much. Well, like, so the question is now, um, and you know what? I liked her much better in that, just to, yo, to yeah, kind yeah, of follow yeah. up on that. I liked her much better in Alex Inc. Uh, it's just, and I know that she played the part she needed to for this, so I'm not. I I'm supposed to not like her. I I get that. Yeah. Well played, good place. I got it. Um, I just. But the serious question now is, when is Amazon going to pick up a show about what the fork? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I feel like it's only a matter of time. You did notice that I tweeted at Michael Shore the other day, like mm-hmm. about. Think yeah about when the show got renewed, which means yeah that it was all thanks to us. Yes, yes, that, that season four of the Good Place happened because we've turned so many people onto this show by our love for it, mm-hmm. our 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 love for the crew and the writers, and you know our our preaching the gospel of the Good Place for mm-hmm. these you know twelve now thirteen episodes of this show is what got. The Good Place renewed for a fourth season. And Swole Cheaty. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so yeah, so I feel like that uh, it's going to happen soon, that we will soon be writing the stories of our lives. And handing them over to Jeff Bezos. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and... At which point he will call security. <laughs> <laughs> two white boys with a dream. <laughs> two boy, two white boys with microphones and a dream. <laughs> yep, a couple of microphones, some XLR cables, and a full tank of gas. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so on we go. This is a real mess, huh? No matter what they decide, I bet you're going to be in pretty those, hot those water with your boss. Just Wouldn't be surprised if retirement were on the table. Retirement? Of course, what do I know? I'm just the all-knowing judge of all matters in the afterlife. But face it, <laughs> this is your mistake. Morning, Mike. Morning, Val. Which one's which? I always forget. Black is regular, orange is antimatter. I love that, by the way. I noted that. I put that down. That was just so casually delivered. I loved that line. Great, great line. Working on your first solo design, right? How's it coming? Do you ever get the feeling we could be doing it all differently? I mean, it's always the same. We get the names, come up with the design, they arrive, we move on to the next one. We never even get to be there. To see how fun it is. Yeah, I guess. But don't rock the boat here, pal. Just try to do a good job. 
What else is she in? French vanilla? I don't Regular know. Regular antimatter's fine. Why flavor it? <laughs> I did like the French vanilla line as well, <laughs> by the way. A good job. A bold new plan. <laughs> <laughs> All right, nerds. Let's just get this over with. I'll go to the bad place with real Eleanor and you three can stay. Yes, we get to stay, baby. We did it. Wait, no, you're not going. I am. What? Why? Real Eleanor is my soulmate, or was my soulmate, and she's only going down there because she thinks that I don't love her. Do you? I don't know. Please don't ask me that. My stomach hurts. The point (laughs) is, if she's going down there because of me, I'll never be at peace. Yes, we get to stay, baby. We did it. No, this is bonkers. I am going. End of story. No, I'm going. End of everything. What? (laughs) Now you're trying to replace Chidi? No, I'm going to replace real Eleanor. Chidi and I are going to go together, which means that you and real Eleanor and Jason can stay. Yes, we get to stay, baby. We did it. (laughs) Look, I love you, and I think you love me. We can be together. Away from everyone else. Obviously, we'll be miserable, but I truly believe our love will make us happy. Okay, you realize the bad place is not some sort of couple's retreat, right? <laughs> if it is, Janet and I would like to go. <laughs> oh, that's enough out of you, robot lover. Hey. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, I gotta... That's racist. Not a robot. Oh. Okay. Uh, Had to wait for racist. that. Yeah. That's racist. Not a robot. Uh, Janet's perfect. But yes, so we have them squabbling. We have we have Jason uh, at every turn saying, "Yes, we get to stay. We did it, baby." USA, <laughs> USA, such a Florida thing. I, I, yeah, I do, I do love that. Without change in tone or mm-hmm. delivery at all, he says the same thing after every outcome. Mm-hmm. It's pure Jason. Do we know what he did before the show? I know we've talked about... You mean besides being a pretty successful DJ? Yeah. No. You mean the actor. The actor. We can look this up. Okay. We can... And I know we've already... We can Google this. We we can can. Google this shit. I understand there's this There is this thing called Google. Yes. So while we're... um, While you're Googling that, I would like to point out that our our good friend and fork by Jason P. Woodbury did interview Darcy Camden. uh, Carden. Carden, yes. Carden. We're never going to have her as a guest on the show if you don't say her name right. I, I okay, so. That's all that's holding us back, Darcy man. Carden. <sighs> I'm on my third orange blossom, Jared. <laughs> and, I don't know. Darcy anyway, Carden. Yes. Darcy, so Darcy, Darcy Carden. Carden. The wonderful Darcy Carden. Yes, I did love that interview. And, again, I'm in Woodbury, as he does in all things, still a wonderful job. Uh, Yes. Indeed, he did. All right. Uh, What's his actual name? Who played? Oh, no, I'll just edit this shit out. I was just going to start doing my... Your vamping? Yeah, my vamping. So this episode of The Good Place is sponsored by... DPM Records. DBPM Records. Check out the release release, Jeff Tweety, Warm, <laughs> featuring the tracks How Hard Is It to, For a Desert to Die and How Will I Find You. Came out two weeks ago. 
And it's great. Is it? Fucking awesome. I finally listened to Marin's interview with him. Uh, yeah, it was good. It was so good. So, um, I think that, um, that, you know, if, if you're listening, Jeff Tweedy, uh, cause I think you would probably really enjoy the good place. I'm just saying that, uh, and you would enjoy, uh, our podcast, dare I say more, uh, because we're, we're so effortlessly delightful. Um, that, uh, I think we could just hang out, you know, let's, let's grab a sandwich or something. Let's, let's shoot the shit, talk about some music, talk about some poetry. You know, I think we could really connect. I think so too. Mm -hmm. All right. So Manny, I'm going to butcher. I think. Yeah. Quinto or something. Jacinto. It's J-A-C-I-N-T-O. Um, all right. He has done, he's a Canadian actor. Filipino-born Canadian actor. Canada represent. Um, um, uh, um, wait, what? What? Have you heard of this Top Gun film? Oh, yeah, they're making Top Gun too. What? Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah, dude. <laughs> they started making it like months ago. I... I just shorted a little bit. What? Seriously? What the fuck? What is? Why? What did? Why? Ah! Why? <laughs> why now? Why? Why take? Why? Uh, I don't. <laughs> I need answers. I don't know the plot. I don't know anything about. It. Just. I kind of want it. So. Uh, ah! It was fine. It's been thirty something years, right? Yeah. Like 35? It'll be 35 next year. I want to say it came out in I 84. wonder if it would be like Goose's Kid. Like like Iceman. Like it'll be... Um, what, what was Cruz's character? It was Iceman, right? Or was that... He was Thomas? Maverick. Yeah. It'll be Maverick teaching Goose's Kid. Much like Sloan teaching... Creed. Creed. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, but also why? I... So here's what doesn't well, doesn't Tom Cruise have uh, enough franchise? <laughs> well, here's what, and since you're at the IMDb page, I assume I'm not. I'm I'm on the Wikipedia. Okay, <laughs> so since you're on the Wikipedia page, the Wikipedia, I, um, I I think Top Gun Two is being directed by Joseph Kaminsky, Kaczynski, Joseph Kaczynski, who directed. The Tron sequel. Which, 1986 Top Gun came out. Yeah. I don't think the Tron sequel gets enough love, by the way. Oh, it does not. And he was supposedly working on a Black Hole remake, which, I mean, that movie needed one. Because <laughs> that movie is not good. Um, but I think, he could, I think he could make it better. Val Kilmer's coming back. Mm-hmm. Is Jennifer Connelly replacing um, Kelly McGillis? I think so. <laughs> so, so he did... So he did the Tron sequel, and he did Oblivion, which... I've heard Oblivion was good. Oblivion was... I mean, it wasn't great, but mm-hmm. it was really good, and it was nicely designed. It's very visually stunning, as far as cruise movies goes. And then he did the one about the hot shots, um, the Arizona hot... Um, oh, the, yeah, Yarnell guys? Yeah, the, the, the Yarnell guys, and then he's doing Top Gun 2. I know the Yarnell guys was the name of the film, but yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I had such high hopes for him. This screenplay has four writers on it. It already doesn't 
speak well. Yeah. I, uh, maybe it'll be fine. I don't know. Whatever. Mm-hmm. As long as it's not Mission Impossible oh, too. You know what? Okay. Fuck you guys. The, the <laughs> teaser image says feel the need. And I do not. I, I'm not feeling the need. Other than feeling the need to say what? Why? I there's no reason for this. There just is not. Not everything needs a reboot. Not everything needs a fucking sequel. It's just I am I am irate, sir. I am irate. I am I this has done it. Apparently this is the straw. <laughs> Top Gun 2 Electric Boogaloo has uh oh, man. has broken. Listeners, you should see how I, Mr. Dr- how red uh, Mr. Ah. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. <laughs> I go off on shit. You were like you were like Michael Douglas in front of the cash register <laughs> at the restaurant two minutes after eleven in the morning. I would want breakfast. Demanding breakfast. I understand. I understand that man's pain. I you know what? If it's eleven oh two, give me a goddamn breakfast burrito. It can happen. <laughs> I'm just. I, 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 I just, I, I don't, uh, ah, uh, all right, let's continue with on. the good place. Because <laughs> I, I need to make this go away. The whole, the whole reason for looking this up was because I, I needed to know what Manny had done prior yeah, to Yeah, so what this. is Manny, what did Manny do before this? Because I know what. He was in an episode of Once Upon a Time. Okay. He was in an episode of Supernatural. He was in an episode of uh, two. Oh, he's stepping up. He was in two episodes of the One Hundred. Oh. Um. Was he in the Law and Order? He played. He played Eric in the unauthorized Save by the Bell story, <laughs> 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 which then landed him a, a guest spot for an episode on iZombie, and uh, which I hear is a good show. So. I never heard of the Romeo section. Never heard of it. It was a TV series that lasted 10 episodes. He was on an episode of Roadies. So basically, he did nothing of note prior to The Good Place. So I I know, because I know, obviously we all know what Kristen Bell did before the show. She was a prince. She was a Disney princess. Um, well, she well, she was she was. Uh, heard she was on this other show called Veronica Mars. Yeah, which I need to watch. I haven't ever seen it. And, Everybody's told me that I will enjoy but, it. But again, she was also a Disney princess. That's not a bad thing. Who? What? She's in Frozen. Oh, okay. She's. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay, I did hear about that yeah. uh, on Marin. I did not know prior to their <laughs> conversation. <laughs> That shows you where my priorities are, that I have gone, you know, I've remained blissfully unaware of, uh, of, of Kristen Bell's princessdom. I uh, had only previously really um, seen her in um, uh, uh, Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Yes, yes. She's in Forgetting, yes, she's in Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Remember her from Veronica Mars? I barely remember her from Spartan. Um, that David Mamet kidnapped the President Star movie. You know that's that's one I haven't seen. So I know there are a few there are a few David Mamet films that I haven't seen, but that's that's one of them. And you've seen Spanish Prisoner, right? I that's feel, yeah, fucking yeah. yeah. Okay, that's 
That's one of my all-time favorites. I will watch that movie time and time again. That's one that it took a long time for me to find it on DVDs, so I I held on to the VHS copy I had for the longest time. Yeah, it's hard to find. Uh, I found it. And I've got it, and uh, so you have I, the one copy. I have, I have the copy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, it's just, it's such a wonderful film. I, I can't. Uh, there are apparently multiple things I can't say enough good things about, but uh, I, I do, I do love the Spanish Prisoner. Mm-hmm. I, I uh, Campbell Scott, and it's, it's fantastic. It's a great script. I, I, mm-hmm. I love it. Steve Martin's love just it. amazing. Yeah, I knew just, just judging by the. If you judging by the collection of Steve Martin books that you have, including your copy of Cruel Shoes, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, if you did not have the Spanish Prisoner in your collection, I, I would have been severely disappointed in you. Yes, well, there are certain masterpiece films of Steve Martin that need to be owned, and yeah. one of them is the Spanish Prisoner. I think another one is L.A. Story, mm-hmm. and then there's the Jerk and Roxanne. Oh yes, it's Roxanne. Roxanne. Uh, laugh and the world laughs with you. Sneeze and it's goodbye, Seattle. <laughs> oh, yes. Everybody, he's got the whole world in his nose. What are your feelings on Bowfinger? I like Bowfinger. I love Bowfinger. I think Bowfinger is a is a severely underrated film. I think that it's something that has gotten respect in uh, in later years, mm-hmm. uh, but initially I, it received terrible uh, reviews. Was not critically well accepted, from what I recall, mm-hmm. but really, really good. No, I thought it was. I don't ever remember anyone like. I remember it f- kind of flopping. Mm-hmm. But I always thought people held it in the highest esteem. At least I thought at least calls like I think it definitely was a mirror to Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Even down to uh Terrence Stamps um <laughs> portrayal of the Scientology type uh yes. fellow. And not a moment at least not a week goes by where I don't kinda go, keep it together. Keep it together. Keep it together. <laughs> in my in my in my A Murphy voice. <laughs> um, yeah, Terrence Stamp in anything is is fantastic. Oh. He's just one of those guys. Oh, that, so are we going to get to? Are we going to get to? We're at the moment. We are. Yeah, we're at we're at the moment. Sorry, we're we're getting <laughs> so getting to it. We're so close. The dawning. Yep. Holy mother forking shirt balls. So good. What? <laughs> wow. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Woo! Yo, Mikey, Sean. Come on Yo, out. Yo, Mikey. Is everything okay? Right as rain, Mikey, my boy. So, uh, Chidi and I are going to go to the bad place. What? Trust me, I've got this. That's our decision. Let's hit it. What about real Ellen? No, it's me and Chidi. Call the train. Point of order. I don't accept this offer. (laughs) The real mistakes were Jason and Ellen. Ga, 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 ga. You said any two of us. It's me and Chidi. Let's do it to it. Michael! 
I just found an obscure precedent in the rules that might just save everyone. Buzz off, Bomber John. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Bomber John. Oh, okay. <laughs> Ready when you are, boss. Eleanor, what's going on? It took me a while to figure it out. But just now, as we were all fighting and yelling at each other and each one of us demanding we should go to the bad place, I thought to myself, man, this is torture. And then it hit me. They're never gonna call a train to take us to the bad place. They can't, because we're already here. This is the bad place. <laughs> seriously, oh, seriously the best fucking part. I can't I know. believe you figured it out. <laughs> oh God, you, you ruined everything. You know that? That's I. I just I love that turn so so much. Oh my gosh, just the smile, the on dancing, his face. like just is just the. The slow reveal, it's so, so good. And the, the, yeah, the demonic smile that comes, the laugh. Like, I can't help but think. That man that, deserved the fucking Oscar. Yes. I mean, well, Emmy. Well, he the, deserved the Emmy. The Emmy. They should have just given him all the shit. Just give him an EGOT, Everything. man. Just give, give him a Nobel Prize. Egot. He needs... <laughs> give I, him a Pulitzer. That... <laughs> That fucking smile. Give I him s- student of the year. Yes. Give him student of the month. <laughs> put the bumper sticker. Mary Steenburgen, get the bumper sticker. Put it on the back. <laughs> My of- Ted Danson is <laughs> student of the month at everything. Put put on the bump bumper sticker of your Prius because... <laughs> It, it, there should be a bumper sticker mm-hmm. that we have that says, My Ted Danson is better than your honor student. <laughs> Can, just that smile... That's that evil smile. I can't help mm-hmm. but think that that somehow Tim and Tim Curry were up for it, mm. and just because of it's some contract chilling. dispute with Cheers, they just couldn't pull it off. It's, so they got Tim Curry. It's it, yeah. I mean, if there's ever been a question about like his range and what he's able to do, just from a sheer, you know. Y- y- physical acting standpoint mm-hmm. it's just such a beautiful turn you you know i was again <laughs> first time watching it not expecting it second time watching it it's just i cannot do anything but sit back and admire and sit in you know in awe of that of that man's craft he's he's just, amazing oh i just love him i did see the ted Danson episode of fraser Oh yeah, yeah, that's a good episode. Where uh, Teal Leone shows up. Yep, yep. <laughs> uh, and whilst I, I just watched the one where he, just watched the arc where he dates the lawyer. Um, oh yeah. So, and I liked those. I liked her, the the actress who played the lawyer. So far, you know, brief digression because I do want to get back to yeah. it, and we might we yeah. might finish this episode under two hours. Uh, now, did um, how how are you? Because you know, this is again harkening back to earlier episodes of the, of this very podcast, mm-hmm. talking about Cheers and uh, and Frasier. What uh, what was your so far 
in your rewatch of Now Frasier, where does it sit in, in comparison to Cheers for you? It's still so. Um, it's definitely not as woke as Cheers. There's, I which think is it, interesting, right? Because it's yeah, the more recent of the two shows, which is, um, there are moments where there there are such moments of like high quality joke telling yeah and then there are just so many moments that are so below beneath it mm. like i recall the episode where his is it his boss that um has the crush on fraser uh yeah mercedes rule no no not not mercedes rule but um the where fraser has the gay panic over his boss being having a crush on him I am not remembering this episode. There's a lot of gay panic in There's Frasier. there's a ton of gay panic in Frasier. There's whether it's it's John Mahoney's characters, you know, uh uh, uh Martin Crane yeah. being homophobic. Uh they're they're actually all homophobic in it, which is is pretty strange considering the fact that I believe um David Hyde Pierce is gay. He yeah, he is. Yes. So I think that that's and it was rumored that John Mahoney was for, but just, I wonder if that was more the fact that he didn't have a spouse hmm. or, but it's been long rumored that John Mahoney was that too. But there was a lot of, ga- there was an episode, I think it was the former boss of the station, um, was, had a, wanted to pursue a relationship with Frazier and of course because of, you know, miscommunication. Mm-hmm. Um, Frazier. Oh, it's his old mentor, right? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's his mentor or something, but it's the whole thing is that like, gets brought up a couple of times. It's not with David Ogden Steers, is it? No. Um, That's his name, right? Oh, but I guess the point is like, there's a, whereas there's a couple of gay panic episodes mm-hmm. in Cheers where no like the lesson is is that don't be packed mm-hmm. and whereas it comes up a lot in there it comes up with with you know the the crane brothers being mm-hmm. concerned that other people think they're gay to mm-hmm. yeah it's there's you know or to again uh martin crane's homophobia to mm-hmm. the whole running gag throughout the entire series of Gil Chesterton being uh you know is yes. he or isn't he um yeah well, all I, of that I find that I found that a little off-putting and really dated yeah it super is um so as far as like I I there I th- in when Kristen watches with me my wife she I think she's enjoying Frasier more just because the one that hits really high the jokes like it yeah, pays off it does huge. fire yeah it, it, it cooks um but when and Roz is the best yes Roz is the best especially because now she's in the middle of her pregnancy um so I'm, I'm i'm quite enjoying that as well but as far as like relevancy and i'm finding fraser to be way behind as far as cheers goes because mm-hmm. i specifically remember the episode cheers where norm and cliff think that um that uh their cheers is going to become a gay bar and oh yeah sam yeah, yeah. is like 
shut the fuck up, guys. Um, it's going to be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas nothing like that happens here whatsoever. Yeah. But then, like, I can see like, in the episode I'm talking about where I think, and I'm pretty sure it's like his station manager, he thinks his station manager thinks he's going on a date with Frazier. Okay. And I vaguely, I vaguely recall it. And Frazier thinks he's just becoming friends with his boss or trying to negotiate a contract or something. Yeah. Yeah. And like, it's just a bunch of mixed signals. Yeah. I think that a lot of these episodes kind of play and influence the first season, the 30 rock. Cause I remember there's an episode 30 rock where, um, it's Liz Lemon becomes friends with one of Jack's lesbians friend, lesbian oh, friends. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they want to be friends, but <laughs> one of them thinks it's a date, and the other one thinks it's a uh, one of them. And Liz thinks it's just their friends or something, and it's bizarre. I can. See, I'm starting to see more how Frasier influences the sitcoms of today more so than cheers mm-hmm. um but i find that fraser is a lot more dated as far as relevancy and social issues well and do you think that that has something to do with the with the fact that it's kelsey Grammer leading the cast uh versus i think that that ted danson is a much more liberal um minded person who may have had his own notes for things and that certainly Rhea Perlman, you know. I'm not so sure. I, I think it just has more... it's directed by the same yeah. people. It's the same it's the same like you it's, know creative team behind the two of them. It's different like I think the only thing that's different as far as like the Charles brothers aren't like all they did was originate the Frasier Crank character. Right, yeah. But I know Burroughs directs as he often does, but mm-hmm. it's different writers. It's a different it's it's more Christopher Lloyd's show, I guess. Yeah, and well, which is interesting because then he goes on to do Modern Family, which has a lot of, despite the fact of having two lead, uh, two of the leads being gay mm-hmm. men, uh, the there's a lot of of that kind of humor throughout. And again, like I have to remind myself that it's a product of the time. Sure, like as far as the '90s go, and. And I don't think, I know, like, I don't think it has anything to do so much with grammar, uh, Kelsey Grammer. Mm-hmm. I think he just, he knows what's funny and what's not funny. Um, I got to say, the, the whole, the whole crossed signal thing, I, there, there, I had, would have to take breaks between rewatches of that because it just got too much for me. I'm like, I can't take it. The kid that they've done this multiple times it's something that they I'm, i think it's season five i'm on and something they lean on heavy mm-hmm. it's like watching a um it's like watching a high school play sometimes or yeah like, like where they're doing like an arsenic and old lace yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, yep or um noises off sure uh, yeah and i like those but it's definitely i don't know if it's a crutch or just genius it's kind of maybe a there's well a, and to you know ours you can't compare fraser to arsenic and old lace no. it's, that that's such a i mean anyway 
let's yeah. get back to the genius show that has none of those <laughs> none of those tropes at all the good place with ted dance oh, brilliant brilliant Helenors, you really suck i was so close to pulling it off no <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I love the plant. Yeah, she figured it out. No, this doesn't make any sense. This is paradise. Oh, it looks like paradise, but it's actually a filthy dumpster full of our worst anxieties. I'm surrounded by people who are literally better than me. Just me being here forced Chidi into an ethical cluster fork. Tahani tortured Jason by constantly trying to get him to talk. Jason tortured me because I was sure he would blow our cover, which was torture for Chidi because he was responsible for me, which made Chidi seem like the perfect soulmate, and that tortured Tahani because he didn't love her. You don't love- okay, got to pause for a moment because why aren't they allowed to swear? <laughs> they've de- they've determined that it's the bad place. They've uh, that's it was just a, a brief. Uh, aside here, it seems like as soon as they realize it's the it's the bad place, they should be able to swear. <laughs> Unless it's supposed to be part of the illusion that they're in the good place, that they had to put the good place swearing restriction on the bad place. But do you not say, when you say holy motherfucking shirt shit show, mm-hmm. do you not feel better after you saying that? I, you know what, I might, because I swear so often, if I just casually said, holy mother forking shirt balls, I might get more satisfaction out of that now. Because you've become so... Um, Desensitized to swearing. I swear up and down like a motherfucker. So, so I mean, I, I, I too swear like a sailor. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Dad. Um, but um, there was a Sorry, time... Sorry, Mr. Kyle. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm drinking beer. <laughs> I'm saying fuck on the fuck on a TV uh, podcast. You couldn't figure out where you were for a second. You're like you almost said on the air, which uh, is wrong because it's not a radio show. And yeah. Anyways, I'm so and sorry, it's a Dad. Podcast about a TV show. Yes, it's I'm so like, sorry, Dad. Um, multiple number, multiple levels. But I have to say that. Swearing does make me feel better some, in a lot of situations, so I think it works twofold. As it it does, you know, give the illusion of the good place, but also by not being able to swear is sort of a bit of torture for everyone. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Fair uh, enough. I do have a question though for you because I remember specifically watching this episode. Mm-hmm. I remember figuring it out about. Probably two or three minutes before Eleanor did. Mm-hmm. When did you figure it out? You know what? I don't. I don't remember. I honestly don't. I just was. I was enjoying it so much and having such a good time. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I, to have that reveal. I, mm-hmm. you know, I knew it at least by the time that Eleanor said, "Holy mother, forking shirt balls." Yeah. I think it was when real Eleanor walked in the door. Mm-hmm. And that's why I was like... And I, yeah, no, I something doesn't went, seem right. Yeah. It's it's like they're, they're, they had figured it out, and so they threw a wrench in the works. One more thing. So you recall that the, the beginning top of the episode and the last episode, they sent the 30-minute time limit. Mm-hmm. 
I feel like they really missed an opportunity to do a 24 type episode here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They <laughs> did you ever did. watch that show? I I have seen it occasionally. Um, you know, it, it's it's one where I've considered watching it just because of the presence of of Marilyn Rice Cub. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> no, so my a, a friend of mine who I went to high school with is Marilyn's cousin. Really? Can she get me her number? Um, I'm pretty sure if I asked it very nicely, yes, it could happen. I, 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 uh, she goes to LA every year this year. That's, that's fantastic. Um, yeah. you know, I, I, I love Janelle dearly. Um, you know, I, uh, with all of my heart and this is a great relationship, but you know, if for some reason, Marilyn Rice Cub were to decide that she wanted to, you know, ditch the kids with her husband or whatever and run away with me. Mm-hmm. I, is I she might married have in real life? I have no idea. Okay. Well, I mean, in in uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, she's married to Joel Truglio, and they have the adopted son. Yes. yes. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. But uh, and I don't know what it is. It's just I, I ever since Mr. Show with Bob and David. Oh yes, that's when I first fell in love with her too, <laughs> and it's and to hear her talk about her how she got 24 and how it's just like a complete accident. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I just find that very cool. <laughs> so anyway, from all intents and purposes, from what I understand from my friend, um, she is a wonderful human being as we all know. Mm. So. All right. On we go. Me? Please don't ask me that right now. <laughs> See, we've been torturing each other since the moment we arrived. And everything Michael has done has made at least one of us miserable. He played us like a fiddle. Oh, dear. Eleanor, I told you that first night that we were in a prank show. <laughs> Jason oh, yeah. got it before oh, everybody. Great job, man. <laughs> Chidi, don't go. I don't care if you don't love me. I love you. It's the only thing that makes any sense to me in this crazy world. And I think No, stop, Vicky. They figured it out. <laughs> they... they know this is the bad place. Eleanor figured it out. Oh, man. This was supposed to be my big moment. I just rehearsed <laughs> that speech for like three hours. Damn it, Eleanor. You are the worst. See, in there, I like her. <laughs> do you remember what I told you when you predicted you could do this for a thousand years? The time has come. To innovate. The human afterlife can be more fun. For us, obviously, not for the people we're torturing. Who cares about those dummies? (laughs) (laughs) I present to you the perfect recipe for my proposed experiment. Four people perfectly suited to make each other miserable. (laughs) I am going to design an afterlife where they torture each other. We've tried this. Humans are very reticent to torture each other. Even getting them to do simple things like pulling out each other's teeth is like... I can't think of the right analogy. (laughs) (laughs) you think that you can get them to do this? Because they won't even know that they are doing it. I'm going to make them think that they are in the good place. And to make sure that they drive each other insane, I will be there posing as a good place architect. I even stole a good place Janet we can use. Look, 
We can just send them all to the hot spike pits with the lava and the bees and the lightning that tears off their flesh. <laughs> Let's try something new. I cannot predict everything that's going to happen, but we'll improvise. We'll be on our toes. I think that we can get them to torture each other for a thousand years. I think you'd be lucky to get six months out of this insane <laughs> gambit. But take me through it. How would this work exactly? Oh, yes. All right. So, <clears throat> this is a 14 million point. I wrote that down. Oh, sorry. I thought we reserved the conference room. No, Todd, we have it until three. <laughs> sorry. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> so, I love. <laughs> I love that part. The, the whole the politics of, of the bad place headquarters. <laughs> The office politics. I love also the subtle difference in the styling of of uh, Ted Danson's hair between mm-hmm. being in the office and being here in the uh, in the, the the bad good place, the good yes. bad place. Um, it's got the. Um... He has like the whole brill cream kind of look, you know. Mm-hmm. It's it's the very again very much coiffed, very uh, very severe looking kind of ad exec sort of thing. And then this is much more friendly. Would you say he looks like Jack Lemmon in the apartment? I might. Okay, I might. Okay. He certainly looks like a uh, a Sterling. Uh, uh, all I'm thinking of is Sterling Archer right now. Oh, Roger Sterling. Yeah, <laughs> Roger. Roger Sterling in uh, in in Mad Men. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so so, we were talking about <laughs> off mic as just Roger is my favorite like probably my favorite character next to uh, um, uh of course I'm on the spot. Uh but uh, is it Elizabeth Moss's character and um who's the secretary? I'm not going to remember it. Yeah. It's been a long time. It's been a couple hours since we've talked about this. It's it oh boy, it it's has literally been. been a couple it's, hours. It's actually it actually has been you know, um it's funny is that Kristen on the way before I came here said, oh, I'll see you at midnight. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? And, and Jokes j- on her, it's gonna be about eleven. Yeah. <laughs> so take that. <laughs> um uh, <laughs> Okay. This episode is sponsored by I Told You So. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. All right. Um, we continue. We have we have eight minutes. Eight minutes left. And you know when I edit this show, it'll probably be under two hours. All right. Everyone else in this neighborhood, except for you four, everyone in this neighborhood is one of us. After I came up with everyone's characters, we'd just create fun scenarios designed to torture you. How can I be over it? We haven't discussed it or even spoken for days. Well, it sounds like you've had a really nice vacation from your full-time job. Get your story. Okay. They're at each other's throats already. This should put them over the top. Ed, you play Bart, a former private eye. Tracy, you're his soulmate. Nina, a marriage counselor. <laughs> Maybe we can get them to swing with us. <laughs> perfect, perfect. They were swingers. Mm-hmm. Hey, guys, it's Michael. That was really a fun time. Then it all started to go off the rails. When I confessed, you had no idea I was going to do that. Because 
Honestly, I had no idea I was going to do that. Yeah, that came out of nowhere. I mean, after that, it was just a crazy scramble for all of us. You know, I, I definitely underestimated how effective Chidi was going to be teaching you to be good. And obviously, we didn't anticipate that Janet would fall in love with Jason. Hang on. That part is real. <laughs> oh, yeah. Janet isn't one of us. No, she's sort of a foundational mainframe for all of the neighborhoods, good and bad. And apparently, this Janet is in love with Jason. I mean... What a world, huh? I don't get something. I know why Jason and I were sent here, but why Tahani? Oh, yeah. Didn't you raise, like, $1,000 for charity? Or <laughs> I think $1,000 is a lot. Oh. But it didn't matter. Because my motivations were corrupt. She gets it. Yeah. Somebody else does not so much get it. I didn't care about helping the people I raised the money for. I just wanted to prove my parents wrong and stick it to my sister, get fame and attention. My only real goal was to snog Ryan Gosling at the netball. <laughs> Which I did. <laughs> Which a couple of times this goes back to... Uh, Wait, why is Cheaty? Which goes back to my earlier thing about Beckett... Uh, Trying to, I, I don't want. He's him also to, snogged Ryan Gosling. One well, maybe, <laughs> but I didn't want him to be like Tahani. I don't mm. want him to be like Tahani. Yeah, no, 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 no. You don't want a Tahani. Yes. You don't want a Tahani on your hands. To have to be the uh, like to Tucker to be the Beyonce to his Solange to be <laughs> 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 to be to be the. Uh, 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 you don't want Tucker to be the Mark Wahlberg to his Donnie. Exactly. <laughs> or to... Yes, yes I'm quite you proud did. of that one. You did. Thank you. Mic drop. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, okay. I'm such an ass. Okay, let's go. <laughs> Back to this. Here. Well, there's something you don't know about me. I read an article saying that Growing almonds was bad for the environment, and <laughs> yet I continued to use almond milk in my coffee. No, dingus. You hurt everyone in your life. With <laughs> I had no dingus in here as one of my points because I was like, <laughs> like of all the people, Cheaty should get it, and he just doesn't. <sighs> With your rigidity and your indecisiveness. <laughs> oh, fork. <laughs> You're right. Every friend, every girlfriend was driven nuts because I couldn't do anything. I missed my mom's back surgery because I had already promised my landlord's nephew that I would help him figure out his new phone. <laughs> I made everyone miserable. I mean, all this hard work, all the planning, all for nothing. Really sucks. <laughs> no, it doesn't. This is wonderful. Okay. Also, you can I just say real quick? On Earth, I like to dance in suit a lot. I love that plaid. I, I I I'm not a suit person, but I would I would wear that suit. I would do. I would not wear it as well as Ted Danson, but I I I, uh, I would wear it. And I think somewhere in my notes too, I once again just admire his socks. Oh yeah. 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 No, he's got some style in this. A selfish ass, an idiot DJ, and a tortured academic, a hot, rich fraud with legs for days. 
<laughs> Side note, I might legit be into Tahani. That's for another time. <laughs> you thought we would torture each other. And we did, for a little. But we also took care of each other. We improved each other. And the four of us became a team. So, the only thing you succeeded in doing was bringing us all together. Oh, Eleanor. That's it. My big mistake was bringing you all together, having you be soulmates living next to each other. Next time, I'll spread you out so it's more of a slow burn. Uh, next time? Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna uh, erase your memories, you know, make a few changes and start over again. Hopefully, just gotta get the boss man to sign off. Wish me luck. Okay, I, I, I loved, um, I, I loved Tahani's, like, look of, what? What? <laughs> That's, yeah, well, well done. <laughs> Guys, we need a plan, quick. Tahani, anything? Chidi, I need you. You're the smart one. I, I, I can't. I, I can't. Jason? What? What's up? <gasps> <laughs> what do you say? Take two, huh? I don't know. I mean, what is this? All this work for four people. Look, for first attempt, it was actually very promising. Let me, let me just tinker a little. Try again. Okay. But you're way out on a limb here, Mike. If this thing goes sideways again, you are done. Guys, he is going to erase our memories at any second, and all of this will have been for nothing. Oh, you're useless. What do I write? What do I write? Oh, come on, brain. Janet? You can't eat anything, right? Correct. Open up. All right, <laughs> let's try again. Shall we? You know what, bro? Do your worst. We figured it out once. We can do it again. Because you know what, Michael? You basic. <laughs> I love this. Also, the welcome everything is great. Yes. It it was it was everything is fine, right? Yep. That was the first episode it was everything is fine. Yep, everything is fine. Now it's everything is great. And everything is great. Yep. I like the change. I didn't catch it the first time, honestly. Eleanor? I had written it down. Come on in. No, I, well, I I caught it when yeah. I You, Eleanor Shellstrom are dead. Cool. You know the way you feel it's all when you see a places. chimpanzee yes. and a baby tiger who've become friends? <laughs> That's how you're going to feel every day. He's just slightly more sinister. Mm -hmm. it, if you notice, the control that he has, again, I just... Uh, knight him. Knight Ted mm -hmm. Danson. Uh, give him... Make him king of something. Give him piles of money. He... He... he just you know you saw him get the demonic smile and this time it starts to go and it's controlled just enough and you can <laughs> see the control in there and and he's he's not quite just the 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 like super chill mr nice guy he's got a little bit of an edge just a little bit of the bad place showing through on this one just a hint of the desperation that he needs this to work this time. Eleanor, I'm Chris Baker. 
I'm your soulmate. Cool. Bring it in, man. So where are you from, Chris? I'm from Teaneck, New Jersey. And I was a mailman. <laughs> Chris, you'll stand by me no matter what, right? Hold that thought. Is it okay if I go work out? I love working out. I gotta stay jacked. It's who I am. Yeah, you gotta. Once I'm back, we'll get to know each other. Great. See you soon. Hi there. <laughs> who are you? I'm Janet. I think this is yours. After I was rebooted, I found it in my mouth. Eleanor, find cheaty. What the fork is a cheaty? <laughs> Why can't I say fork? All right. So we, we did it. Stop. We Goodbye. did it. We did it. Ah, boy. That's the end of, end of, end of season one of The Good Place. I know. 13 episodes. And the season yeah, one of what the fork? We laughed. We cried. <laughs> uh, we talked about Elvis Costello a lot. We did. We talked about Frasier. We, we talked about, about Mochi. We talked about David Levinson. Uh, uh, Barry, Barry Levinson. Levinson an astonishing amount. Yeah. Uh, you know, we, we, we talked about a lot of things besides The Good Place. Yes. And uh, Which, speaking of which... Do, they, do you know if they stocked mochi back at? I did Zoyo? not see it. I did not see it the last time I went in. Okay, I did not. But you know, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. I'll make it through. Especially since they replaced the mochi last time with a lesser mochi. Better, better no mochi at all. Yes. <laughs> well, especially you don't give a shit about the mochi, I sir. No, I was glad that. I- I didn't have to subject my son to it when I oh, took him to the oh yoga boy. place. Oh boy. Okay. Uh, <laughs> any, any parting thoughts? It's just, it, it's honestly, you know, what's interesting is that, um, is that, uh, one of the things that has been remarked on by, by Chris Ayers, by Tony Machete, people who've listened to this show and said, that all we do is gush about the good place. I think that after the first episode or two, we we did you know we mm-hmm. especially since we talked about more things and and digressed in, in many spots. Uh, I wouldn't say we digressed, Jared, <laughs> but I digress. Uh, <laughs> we we did that this episode. It's it's gushing all over this episode. It's honestly it's it's just an orgasm of awesome. It's it's just it awesomed all over the place. It it, it is such uh, an example of of everything that is so good about this show, of of basically what any sitcom should aspire to be. It's tightly written, just superbly acted. I I can't again. I, I I can't say enough good things about this episode. It's probably one of my favorite endings to a season ever. Mm. The reveal. It's just. It's just well well done. They I they should be running the country right now. They should be. And I, the fact that they ended, they were bold enough to end it this way when. All likelihood, it just would have been a one season show mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to end it like that. It took chutzpah. Yes, 
<laughs> I know what that is. <laughs> Fiddler on the roof. I... <laughs> Tradition. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh, have you listened to the Jeff Daniels episode? Man? I did. That's yes. I loved that episode. I did. He it was it was um you know, he seemed a little standoffish at first, but it's exactly as Marin described it. It's like you'll notice a switch partway through the episode where he just opens up and he totally did, and it was a great conversation. So because it's I lived about an hour away from where he grew up. Mm-hmm. And we're familiar in Detroiters, which by the way, um Mark Evan Jacobs, mm-hmm. the guy who plays, the guy who play, who who hosts the Rival podcast. Yes, besides the guy who, um, but he's from. He got his start in comedy in Detroit too. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Because he, um, I may have tried to participate in the Q and A that he did on Twitter last week. You know, I didn't. I didn't even know. I. This is why Hooten Waddle needs a social media intern. I cannot. I. I'm just not. I'm not a social enough animal. I. You know. It's, I'll do it for free, Jared. I'll be your. I'll be your social media animal. You. You know what? You should be. I. I don't even know why <laughs> I'm bothering to try running the what the fork account. I. I will. I will gladly hand it over to you and. <laughs> You will be much better about it. Clearly, the conversation between myself four ways um, that we had the other day with all of the various podcast accounts that I run, all yelling at me for not giving them enough attention. Uh, it's 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 like it was like having a conversation with my mother in my head. Uh, <laughs> It was like watching a Philip Roth novel unfold. It's I you know what? It's not pleasant in there. It's all it's all self-hatred and loathing and any negative self thing you can imagine. That's what's going on behind these uh deep brown eyes of mine. Uh, <laughs> uh, well anyway, so so um Jeff Daniels used to premiere his movies in Detroit. Oh, okay. Because it would raise money for his theater company, right? So I got to meet him, uh, like I think in ninety three, ninety four. Mm-hmm. It was when that movie Gaysburg came out. That oh big yeah, three hour movie. Yeah, though it had him and Tom Berenger in mm-hmm. it, right? Yeah, so I got to meet him and Martin Sheen. Nice. Like, and I was like probably thirteen, fourteen. A years liberal old. paradise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And he would premiere like Dumb and Dumber and anything he had like a hand in, he would premiere. So I'm mm. to hear that interview and to give Michigan some love mm-hmm. um, made my heart um, made my heart full. Um, and Detroit. <laughs> so yes. Anyway, let's. Uh, I mean, is there anything else to say about this? It's it's just it it. It built anticipation for that second season. You wanted to see yeah. what was happening next. You know, what is it? What the fork is a cheaty? Mm-hmm. It, you know, I, I... I don't know how we can... I, I, I understand there are people who think that we just gush over the show. And yes, we do. Um, we're because the, it's a great show. Because it is a great show. We're it's the, like the Highlander of sitcoms right now. <laughs> <laughs> As long as it's not the Highlander 2 of Sitcoms. <laughs> no. 
Um, no, I'm I'm pretty sure the Highlander two of sitcoms is. Ah, uh, oh, see, that would have been much funnier if I had a lesser Highlander, show in mind already. The Highlander two of sitcoms we all know is Big Bang Theory. Oh, ugh, ugh. or do I? Um, or it was anyway. Um, but please continue. Continue. Yeah. Um, when our biggest complaint about a show is a. F- this one feels like a filler episode and even the filler episode just makes us laugh uncontrollably. And we just, it's smart. Like how can I, how can we, it's hard to find imperfection. It's hard to be, um, no, you know, I think, I think that we've managed to call the show out, uh, on the occasions where, where there is, you know, some, there are some pacing issues where it feels like it doesn't move the story along. Mm -hmm. But you know these book ending episodes they're they're essentially perfect you know encapsulations of what a sh- a sitcom can do well, and mm-hmm. I think that you know I think that in in years to come when people are you know as as we're as 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 young you know budding sitcom writers are sitting in their college you know uh lecture halls halfway underwater they'll uh they'll be examining the good place uh as the ice caps melt uh it's it'll be they'll they'll be teaching this in in uh you know talking about it in relation to shows like mash and and the dick van dyke show mary tyler moore you know uh as as pinnacles uh, shining examples of what sitcoms can and should be and to bring it back to my new phone (laughs) which we mentioned at the top of the show i'm pretty sure that was actually after hour one (laughs) yeah it it feels like it was at the top of the show this this podcast might come in at an under two hour running time but we're actually but it's the finale damn it we're in day four of recording (laughs) it's the finale damn it it deserves it so to bring it back to my phone, to bring it back on home, when they're under their ice caps and they see, they pick up my phone mm-hmm. and they see all these episodes of What the Fork. Because the phone is waterproof? It is. Oh, okay. It is. Another reason why you need to upgrade. Okay. Okay. Um, so, so that my phone can survive long after I've perished? <laughs> yes. And they'll see like all these episodes of What the Fork that I've stored on my podcast uh-huh, app. Uh-huh. And they'll also, what was the show? This the show that they're talking about was such gushing, and they will be like, "This is the Highlander of podcasts." <laughs> <laughs> as long as they don't say it's the Highlander two of podcasts mm-hmm. again, <laughs> I'm okay with being associated with Highlander. This is like the Hercules in New York of podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> this is like the Jingle All the Way of podcasts. We are not the Jingle All the Way of podcasts. <laughs> Though Sinbad is a funny motherfucker. <laughs> oh boy, this is like the Top Gun sequel of podcasts. <laughs> what was he talking about? <laughs> yeah. Who is this Tom Cruise they were talking about with such disdain? They'll be like, "This is the one. This is the one where that that co-host decided that he needed to end humanity because of the sequel to Top Gun. I'm going to venture to say that we will become the Wild Stallions. What? 
the Wild Stallions of podcasts. Wild Stallions as in the band that Bill and Bill S. Preston Esquire and Ted Theodore Logan form. <laughs> and it saves the goddamn world. <laughs> we are the Wild Stallions of podcasts. It's been so long since I've seen that film. It's, you know what? It's probably about time to watch it because it's been probably nearly 30 years and they're finally making the third installment mm-hmm. of the franchise. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll be like, that's Tempe. Oh, uh, they filmed, I, I've watched it like since I've moved Metro here. Metro Center. Yeah, they filmed it at the yeah. Metro Center. Yeah, we were just talking about it. And that, like Big Splash Water Park, that's mm-hmm. Waterloo. Yeah. You know. Oh, man. All right, thirteen episodes, man! I can't believe we did it. Fork buddies, we've we've laughed, we've laughed louder, (laughs) we've hit the red line with our laughter. We talked about Frasier and (laughs) Cheers. We've basically we mentioned Elvis Costello's name. We name checked other Phoenix luminaries in the pop culture uh, realm. We pretty much ended the the first season of what the fork um which you know we'll probably put like an actual i'll I'll break the season parts at the at the uh after the kind of mid-season specials uh but this this has been like the what the forkiest of what the forks it has been i never thought it was the best of times it was the blurst of times (laughs) Hey, Hobie's nerfing. <laughs> <laughs> I I never, and, and I gotta say it's been the highlight. Just I I never thought I would add. It's still weird to see podcast host mm-hmm, mm-hmm. under my name. Mm-hmm. Although get, it should say co-host. Co-host, yes. <laughs> Don't well, get too big for your bridges, no, no, Jason. <laughs> it's not me. It's the yab yums. They mm-hmm. put me as a podcast host slash writer. And they, oh, okay. Well, we'll, we'll clear like, that up when they when Yeah, they when Carly When, when they're guests in our, in our domain. When they get here, you let them know <laughs> I am mm-hmm, a co-host. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I make sure I'm clear on that. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the host... The, <laughs> The host with the with the coest. It's it's <laughs> it's just weird to see the name, the moniker podcaster mm-hmm. because I feel like it's just you and I just riffing. When yeah. when you do ten of them, it, it loses its luster. But <laughs> but now we've done thirteen. <laughs> oh boy! Uh, all right. Well, peace out, fork buddies. Yes, and we'll 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 uh, you'll hear from us in a few weeks, and mm-hmm. and uh, it'll be a blast with some guests. Our first guests. Yes. This is big. This is big. It's yes. huge. Oh, no. I can't huge. do that. I can't do that. Oh. Oh, that's right. <laughs> oh, God. All right. No. Okay. We can't go out on that. We can't no, go no. out on that. We can't go out on that. We're going to go out and keep it sleazy. Keep it sleazy. Keep it sleazy. Yeah. <laughs>